The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Welcome to the 11th anniversary of Daybreak. It was on this day in 2011 that we launched a little daily show of morning devotions, and you made it a success. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Monday, October 24th, 2022, Monday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary, and today is the optional memorial of St. Anthony Mary Claret. Born in 1807 in Catalonia, Spain, the son of a weaver, he studied for priesthood, wanted to be a Jesuit, but his health prevented his entering the order, and he served as a secular priest. In 1849, he founded the Missionary Sons of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, known today as the Claritians, and the Apostolic Training Institute of the Immaculate Conception, the Claritian Nuns. From 1850 to 1857, Anthony served as Archbishop of Santiago de Cuba. He returned to the court of Queen Isabella II as confessor and went into exile with her in 1868. Anthony participated in the First Vatican Council. He died in the Cistercian Monastery of Fontfroide in southern France, October 24, 1870. He had the gifts of prophecy and performed many miracles. St. Anthony Mary Claret, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for her having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the Church, ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the gospel. May the Church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, today when we meet you in the gospel, it's a scene of highly charged emotion. And we can get drawn into that too, and maybe we should get drawn into that, that we want to pray Jesus, not just with our, our heads, but also with our hearts, and to, to feel for all of these scenes that we see in the gospel, to have some sense of your own personal closeness to us. And that's what we pray, because if we can put ourselves in the scene of the gospel, Jesus, if we can feel you, if we can experience you, then uh, we know we're on the right tracks. So help us, Jesus, especially if maybe today or at times we feel at times a little bit distant, 
or we feel it's hard to connect because we really want our heart to be united to yours in this time of prayer, but also throughout this whole day. So that this time of prayer kind of becomes for us a kickstart for our day. Or maybe if it's at the end of the day, this is a moment really for us to, to give thanks for everything that has come this day, but also to prepare for all the blessings that are yet to come to say sorry for the times that we have failed you. But that has to be an act of our whole heart to take everything now, Jesus, in this moment. Now we meet you as you're teaching in one of the synagogues and there you see this woman who we're told by St. Luke was possessed by a spirit that had left her enfeebled. And she'd been suffering this for a long time. And you must have been so moved with compassion for this woman that the mere sight of her, for all of her suffering, which you knew, Jesus, more than anybody else, that you wanted her to be healed, not just of the physical suffering that had left her bent double, but of the evil that had caused it. And if anybody should doubt that sin and evil can have a, a physical effect in the body, then we just need to think about the times that we've wandered away from you, Jesus, that our sin does actually get us down. And sometimes that's a physical getting us down. We feel the burden of, of, our, of our, our, our sin. We feel the, the, the effects of evil at times, maybe not even in the sins that we have committed, we feel that effect of evil that sometimes weighs over us by the, the bad decisions of others. So we can picture this scene and also experience it, that this woman is kind of enfeebled by this evil spirit that had, that had made her suffer. And we can, in some sense, understand what that's like to suffer under the, the weight of sin or suffer under the, the weight of evil in some way. And in the same way that you healed this woman, Jesus, that gives us hope too, that we can be healed of that, that, that crushing weight of sin, that you come to take that off our backs. All that we have to do is open up our heart to you, Jesus, and allow your mercy to, to flow through us, specifically in the sacraments. If we come to you having prepared our heart first by making a good confession and then to receive you in the Eucharist, Jesus, well, there is the medicine, there's the strength that we need to, to straighten us out, to get rid of the infirmity that is caused by the sin. And that, those are the very words that you spoke to the woman in the synagogue. You're rid of your infirmity and laying your hands on her. What she had previously experienced as being a kind of a physical enfeeblement was completely gone and she was able to, to glorify the Heavenly Father. So in the degree to which we are freed from our, the, the, the burden or freed from the, the, the weight of sin, we can really praise you. And that's ultimately what we need to do in order to, to have a heart that is united to yours, is to get rid of the enfeeblement that is caused by the sin. Now, you would think that was a great thing, that this woman was healed physically, but also spiritually of, of this evil that had been upon her for 18 years. But some of the people in the synagogue were not happy because this took place on the Sabbath day, a day of rest, a day when we are to set aside all other works in order that we might praise the Lord. And the, one of the officials in the synagogue is indignant because you healed this woman on the Sabbath day and says, well, there's six days that you can, you can heal. Why don't you come on one of those days? Which seems just a kind of a shocking response to this miracle that has just occurred. Perhaps he couldn't just accept the, the graciousness with which 
um, this woman's whole life had been turned around, whatever it is, maybe it was about a, a jealousy or whatever was in his heart was, was blocking him in some way from being able to see the great joy that, uh, that this woman was experiencing through your direct intervention, Jesus. But it wasn't lost on all of the other people who were witnessing the miracle because we're told at the, at the end of this little gospel passage that the people were overjoyed at all of the wonders that you worked. Now, maybe they were kind of overcome with the power of the miracle. But I suspect it's probably even more simple than that. We're just delighted because you were doing something that brought them closer to, to the Heavenly Father. And their joy it comes partially in a miracle, yeah. But it also comes in just seeing something done right. That this woman who had suffered in this way, all of that evil was put right. And so maybe we just boil it down to say that what the people were overjoyed at was just something being done right. And in truth, doing what is right is something that is truly praiseworthy. Not just like goody two-shoes, but doing what is truly right by what has been put into our heart by the Lord. In a sense that we all have little missions that are being entrusted to us. We can use different words to describe that. Apostolate or evangelization, whatever it is. But... I really believe, Jesus, that you concretely do ask us to, to, to help you in this world and to achieve these little tasks in order to, to bring other people closer to you. And when we do that, we're doing what is right. We're fulfilling the little mission that we have. And in the sense that it's right, in the sense that we, we're doing it with a good heart and we're uniting whatever we do to your own mission, then it's bound to bring joy to other people as well. Because if we become kind of a conduit through which other people can come to experience your healing or just experience you, Jesus, or, or get to know you better, then that's always going to be a good thing. And in the same way that the people who, who saw all of these wonders um, were overjoyed by them, well, in the same way today, people are overjoyed when they are edified by the stories of Christian experience, or they're just overjoyed when they can somehow come closer to you, Jesus, they can be freed of something that has been blocking them. I'll tell you a little story of something that happened to me just a few weeks ago. I had to get uh, new sunglasses because the glasses that I had were, were no longer fit for purpose. But because I wear glasses, I, this is kind of a, an operation. So I had to go to the optician to, to get the new glasses. But I just took old an old pair of glasses that I had and wanted them to put new lenses into the glasses. But the lady said to me, look, this is kind of fraught with difficulty. And, you know, when we push the lenses out and then we try and put the new lenses in, if there are little tiny cracks at all in that plastic, it'll just break. So she said, you know, if you, if you, you know, want to take a chance, you know, it's up to you. And I did want to take a chance because I wanted to be a bit cheap and didn't want to have to completely pay for a new pair of sunglasses. So I said, yes, yes, I'm, I'm willing to take a chance. I said, I'll, I'll pray that it'll all go well. And she says, yep, you will have to pray. And she said, then pray for me too. So even though I was kind of joking and was just kind of being jovial, I, I took her at her word. She asked me to pray for her, and so I said I would. So I went home and I, you know, added her to my list of prayers for that day and for the intentions that I'm praying for at the moment. Now, when I got a call a few days later to go back and collect the glasses, I, I wanted to acknowledge somehow that this lady had asked me to pray for her. So I thought long and hard about bringing a little kind of prayer card of, of Our Lady to give to her. And I really thought, oh, well, you know, this maybe might be overstepping the mark or maybe she won't, you know, appreciate this or maybe she's not even a Catholic. I don't know. 
But I debated it in my head and thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And so when I went in to collect the glasses, it turns out the lady wasn't there, but uh, there was somebody else, a colleague in her place. And I settled the bill, did what I had to do, got my new glasses. It all worked very well. There's the power of prayer. But I said, look, I want to leave this for the, the other optician because she asked me to pray for it. And that woman's face opened wide with delight and she said, oh, she will be very grateful. So look, let's do what is right. Let's unite our hearts to the mission of Jesus in doing what is right, irrespective of, of, of the moment or irrespective of maybe the little things that might hold us back. So we won't be like the synagogue official who just could not experience the joy of this woman's healing, but that we will be able to lift up our hearts to you, Jesus, and to partake in your mission in this world. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, October 24th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord, and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. 
Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and and hear hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. 
Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength, and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr strength. 
Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the Book of Wisdom It was the wicked who, with hands and words, invited death, considered it a friend, and pined for it, and made a covenant with it, because they deserved to be in its possession. They who said among themselves, thinking not aright, Let us oppress the needy just man. Let us neither spare the widow, nor revere the old man for his hair grown white with time. But let our strength be our norm of justice, for weakness proves itself useless. Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us, he is the censure of our thoughts. Merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like other men's, and different are his ways. He judges us debased. He holds aloof from our paths as from things impure. He calls blessed the destiny of the just and boasts that God is his Father. Let us see whether his words be true. Let us find out what will happen to him. For if the just one be the Son of God, he will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test, that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience." Let us condemn him to a shameful death. For according to his own words, God will take care of him. These were their thoughts. But they erred, for their wickedness blinded them. And they knew not the hidden counsels of God. Neither did they count on a recompense of holiness, nor discern the innocent soul's reward. For God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who are in his possession experience it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. The wicked said, Let us be in wait for the just man, for he disapproves of our way of life, and calls himself the Son of God. Let Let us test the the truth of his words. God God will deliver deliver him from the hands of his enemies if he truly is his Son. He trusted in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Let us test the truth of his words. God will deliver him from the hands of his enemies if he truly is his Son. A reading from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement, Pope. Dear friends, take care that God's blessings, which are many, do not become the condemnation of us all. We must live lives worthy of Him, and in mutual harmony do what is good and acceptable in His sight. He tells us, The Spirit of the Lord is a lantern. 
searching the hidden places of our inmost being. We must remember how near He is, and that no thought of ours, no conversation we hold, is hidden from Him. It is right, therefore, that we should not turn our backs and flee from God's will. We should rather give offense to stupid and foolish men, puffed up and taking pride in their boastful speech, than give offense to God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus, whose blood was shed for us. Let us respect those in authority. Let us honor the presbyters. Let us train the young in the fear of God. Let us lead our wives toward all that is good. Let them show by their conduct that they are lovers of chastity. By their gentleness, let them reveal a pure and sincere disposition. By their silence, let them manifest the control they have over their tongues. Let them bestow an equal charity, without respect for persons, on all who have a holy fear of God. Your children must share in the way of discipleship in Christ. They must learn how effective humility is before God, what chaste love can accomplish with God, how good and noble is the fear of God, for it brings salvation to all who possess it and who live holy lives with a pure heart. The one whose spirit is in us is the searcher of our thoughts and of the counsels of our hearts. At his will he shall take that spirit from us. All this is strengthened by the faith that comes to us in Christ. He himself addresses us through the Holy Spirit and says, Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Is there a man who wants life, desiring to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking what is false. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and go in pursuit of it. The Father is merciful in all he does and full of generosity. He is loving to those who fear him. In goodness and gentleness he gives his graces to those who approach him with undivided hearts. We must then put away all duplicity and not be distrustful in the face of his excelling and ennobling gifts. Bless the Lord God at all times, and ask him to guide you in his paths, so, so that, that all, all that you do may be rooted in, in him. Ask God to guide you, that you may do what is pleasing to him in sincerity and with all your strength, so, so that, that all that, that you do may be rooted in, in him. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's Gospel, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. In just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Monday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds us once again that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her. Woman, 
you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings around the relevant radio app. Well, a life of faith should be just that, a life of faith, not a few minutes here and there and an hour on Sunday morning. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Our faith in Christ should be shown in the little details of our everyday life. In the course of our daily lives, we must look up at the sky at God, the supreme and final aim of all our desires and strivings. When we look at God with eyes of faith, then we will be able to understand the eternal truths. Historical events and events in our lives will take on a new meaning. Pain and suffering will become comprehensible. Our work will acquire a transcendental significance as an offering made to God. The Christian should not run away from earthly realities. He can receive them from God and respect and reverence them as flowing constantly from the hand of God. The behavior of the Christian will be animated by this new attitude. Grateful to his benefactor for these creatures, using and enjoying them in detachment and liberty of spirit, man is led forward into true possession of them as having nothing yet possessing all things. All are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. St. Paul recommended to the first Christians at Philippi, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The Christian acquires a true grandeur of soul when he becomes accustomed to referring temporal realities to God. He takes advantage of the circumstances and events of his life to give thanks to God, to ask for help, to seek pardon for sins and failings. Since he never forgets that he is a son of God 24 hours a day, he never gets overly wrapped up in problems. He sees with supernatural vision the real value of things. Rush, 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 hustle and bustle, feverish activity, the mad urge to dash about, amazing material structures. On the spiritual level, shams, illusions, 
flimsy backdrops, cheesecloth scenery, painted cardboard, hustle and bustle, and a lot of people running. It is because they work thinking only of today. Their vision is limited to the present. But you must see things with the eyes of eternity, keeping in the present what has passed and what has yet to come. Calmness, peace, intense life within you, without that wild hurry, without that mad urge for change, from your own place in life like a powerful generator of spiritual energy, you will give light and vigor to ever so many without losing your own vitality and your own light. Let us cast ourselves upon the mercy of God so that He will grant us this gift, the ability to live by faith. Then we will walk on the earth with our eyes fixed on Jesus. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? 
These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, and the roar of waters, your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still my Savior, and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show Show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. 
The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth, and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The The vaults of heaven heaven ring ring with with your your praise, O Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing Sing for for joy, God's God's chosen chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon Him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers, without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. That should get Monday off to a decent start. John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.